0: Oh, Welcome to Scissors and Scrubs' special Christmas miracle episode! Yeah. Yay! Ding, ding, ding! If I had little jingle balls, ding, 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 ding I ding. know, that's... Yeah. So this episode is bringing us right upon the Christmas Hanukkah season, mm-hmm. or any other winter, winter solstice holiday, holiday we mm-hmm. are celebrating at the time. We wish you all a very happy holiday season. Mm-hmm. Um So, we decided... That we're going to do, like, Christmas miracles. Yes. This episode. Because it's just, I mean, that's kind of what Christmas is about. Uh, the holiday season's about, like, just, you know, my son's going through this thing right now where he's questioning his faith. You know, we're Catholic. <clears throat> Me yeah. Too. yeah, mine too. And he doesn't believe in it. And, and so I'm constantly getting questions about, well, do you believe in God? And, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and I just feel in this profession, in this as a nurse in the operating room. If I didn't believe in some like miracles or mm-hmm. believe in something, I couldn't get through. Because mm-hmm. we see it, you see miracles all the time. Yeah. You know, you see the somebody who got in a, a car accident they shouldn't have lived from mm-hmm. and they walk out of the hospital mm-hmm. three days later. Or somebody shot who should be dead and it missed something. Like, you no. see the miracles all the time. So... That's why I think this episode we should do For Christmas Christmas. Miracles. Um, My own little (coughs) personal miracle story. I'm going to throw this in real quick. Um, I have to tell this because it's kind of funny too. So my mother, heavy smoker. Mm -hmm. For like decades. Not even years. Multiple decades. like over 50 years, heavy smoker. Though she'll tell you it only happened after she had kids. I'm like, like, you've been eating cigarettes for like 50 years. So many times... Not many. She's tried to quit like twice. Mm -hmm. All right. She got pneumonia. And the pneumonia was so bad that for her to actually take a drag off the cigarette, she had to take ice water with it. Oh. Or she would go into a raging coughing fit. So she quit for like a year after that because she thought she was dying. And then once she realized she wasn't dying, right back to smoking. Mm -hmm. And then they thought they saw a spot in the lung. She quit smoking for a couple more months, right back to smoking. As she likes to say, she loves to smoke. It's like her favorite thing to do. I said, my mother's
1: bizarre. I love a cigarette.
0: Uh, I, you know what? It just mm-hmm. doesn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. Though I do like cigars. Mm. So, a couple of years ago, my mother, it calls me on the phone and she's like, um, and and I love, like my parents, I don't know, they forget what I do for a living or why. She's trying to ask me something without yeah. letting me know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So she's like, so I heard from the doctor and they want to, um, they want to put a camera down my throat. <laughs> I'm like, they want a bronchia. Mm-hmm. Well, I came down. I'm like, Mom, what are they looking for? Well, and she's trying to, I said, Mom, mm-hmm. do you have a tumor? Like, are they looking for a tumor? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yes. And in my most professional way, I said, I get fucking happy. And I slammed the phone down and burst into tears. Okay. Balled my eyes out. Got a hold of myself. Called her back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. I swore <laughs> at you. But I've been warning you. For my entire life, this right. was gonna happen. And now here we are. Right. Like we're gonna stage you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's going in for this laser procedure. Mm. She's consented for everything, including an appendectomy. Like they're gonna do everything to her. And I ask one of the girls that works in the OR, I'm like, what what's going on here? Like, what are we looking at? Because mm-hmm. it's a part of the OR. I don't usually work in it. And she's like, they're staging her. They're not looking it. They know she has it, they're staging her. Right. So I am like. Talk to my dad, talk to my brothers. I'm like, this, this is, is what's it. going on. Mm-hmm. This is it. Like, we're talking lobectomy. I had a surgeon on ready to roll. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, this guy would show up whenever I needed somebody, boom, there he was, like an angel from the skies. Right. So, we bring her in, and uh, she goes in, on, and I stay with her till she goes to sleep. And now I settle myself down for the long winter's nap. <laughs> and uh, five minutes later, the surgeon calls. And I'm like, yeah, wow, okay, that was great. Yeah, that's not good. That's a peaky streak. Yeah, because um, it was a mucus plug. It wasn't anything. It was a fucking mucus plug. Only my mother could smoke for 120 years, 42 packs a day,
1: perfectly fine.
0: And it's a goddamn mucus plug. So I I'm there when they extubate her, and she's first words out of her mouth. God, I could use a cigarette, and I was like. (laughs) You're something. She's like, you know, I promise God, this turned out to be nothing. I would never pick up a cigarette again. And to her credit, this was probably four years ago, mm-hmm. she has never picked up a cigarette wow. again. But there was not a day that goes by like, that she has not said to me, you know, I really miss smoking. I really wish I was smoking. I really love smoking. Like, Yeah, I get it. I got it. You miss smoking. Mm-hmm. But you're alive. Right. So that's my little miracle story because that doesn't happen. There's no way she shouldn't. Yeah. And especially, I mean, three times. Mm -hmm. I'm like, the next time, you're not going to be that lucky. Yeah. So, yes, do I believe that there's something bigger than us in the world? I do, because we see it every day. So, Mm -hmm. we're going to share a couple of stories, a little Christmas miracle stories that have happened to different people. And then we're going to have a special guest on this episode, a woman we used to work with who had her own Christmas miracle story to share.
1: So I'm going to pass it over to Sparkles. Okay. Um, This one, so I found this story. This isn't really like a Christmas miracle story, but it has Christmas tie-in. Oh, are we, tie are in, we
0: deviating so. from the, the
1: plot here? Not really. I like the names of the people, so I picked it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's from. I'm glad your research
0: yeah. is done very. <laughs> very I viral. like the name. I like the name <laughs> Kiki, so I went with this one. <laughs> now you'll see what. So I got this I'm not going to take a drink then until you're done. It's not
1: funny. So I got it from um, Cincinnati.com. That oh, was Cincinnati. Who W-K-R-P. knew? That was a thing. Mm-hmm. It's from um, March 1st, 2016. Oh, so it's Kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura Rice. Oh, you like the name Laura?
0: I mm-hmm.
1: Had spent Christmas, New Year's, and her birthday on life support at Borges Hospital. Oh, I like that name too. <laughs> yeah. She was in a medically induced coma. It doesn't say what was wrong with her. It just says, I think they kept, like, the details out. But she's in a medically induced coma on life support okay. months. Okay. Christmas, New Year's. Mm-hmm. Her birthday must be after that. Her husband, Michael, was told several Hola times. Mike. Yeah, oh, my Mike. No, it funny. took me a minute, but I got <laughs> it. Was told several times um, that she wasn't going to make it. Like, they're preparing. I'm like, this is it. You're going to have down. to take her off. Um, and he knew how much Laura loved the Christmas season. Like it's her yeah. favorite holiday. She's obsessed with it. She decor like loves it. So he vowed to keep all the Christmas lights and decorations up until she woke up and came home. He's like, I'm not so taking them
0: that's down. the house I see all the time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm not taking anything down till she gets home. That's and sweet. Yeah. So just as he comes to terms with Lara's dying, like they were like, This is really we mm-hmm. gotta take her off life support. This is it. She wakes up. Just wakes up. Completely fine. Like Makes That's up. weird. Yep. And she said um, it was completely overwhelming what he did for her because he knows how much she loves Christmas. It's her favorite hot. Like, she was, like, so touched that he mm-hmm. was like, no, this is so important to her. I have to leave it up for her. Like, this is going to somehow get her through. And she said she was really confused when she woke up. Because she could see the date, like, on the calendar. They told her the date. And she's like, but I, I, the last thing I remember is putting up Christmas decorations. Wow. Like, she had decorated. She'd been out that long. She had been out that long. And yeah. she was like, I don't understand how it's, like, must have been February. Like, well, right. oh, I, I just put the Christmas decorations up. Um. So, come March 2016, the lights at the house were finally coming down from Christmas because Lara woke up, went home. Don't tell me she goes back into a coma. No, she was fine. Christmas lights got to come down. But it was that important to her that I kept them up. Oh my god. Well all right. What's your just favorite fine. um
0: favorite thing about Christmas? Do you have like a favorite Christmas story? Like I love a Christmas carol. Favorite Christmas story. Favorite story. I just love that story. I like a Christmas carol. I love it. Any every version I watch it Muppets. No show music there to like yeah. however you give me a Christmas story, I'm not a Christmas like carol No, I
1: my favorite thing about Christmas. Honest to God, and Honest I'm not care. like like wicked religious or anything, but we go to a mass on Christmas Eve and that like hour, like the it's lights in the the music is so pretty. Like they do a beautiful job with it like we're there with it with that. We go with our friends, mm-hmm. you know, the kids friends and I'm friends with their parents and like it's just I literally love that hour. Like that hour yeah. is my favorite part of Christmas. And it's, it's not like be- because it's, it's so mass. it's not because it's religious. It's just the way that, I don't know. The lighting's different. The flowers are so everybody's pretty. Happy. The music's so pretty. Everybody's church is there. Comp-
0: so do so the the you come out and see their shadow and go back yeah. in until next Christmas. The
1: church we, is huge in Stoneham. And then there's a choir loft that's converted into like there's pews up there. Mm-hmm. So we sit up there anyways. Then they have a hall in the back and they have a chapel in the basement. Full. All three of them run a separate mass at the same time. Completely, yeah. f- like everybody you've ever seen is there. Like, it's just so You'll nice. never see them again till next Christmas, Eve, but they're all And there. my mother gets mad every year. I do,
0: too.
1: I they're do, too. The once a year Catholic. Every year. The I sit oh, I'm sorry, they should get it twice a year because they'll come out in Easter, dress to the nines, and take your seat. Yeah. yeah. Easter, Christmas. And someone also said Palm Sunday because they get something. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because of the, it's just, uh, it's really pretty and it's nice. I just so, love Christmas. Yeah. It's almost as much as Halloween. I just love Christmas. Well, Thanksgiving's my favorite. I don't love cleaning
0: up, but I love it. I like Thanksgiving to eat, but...
2: Mm. It's my favorite. Mm.
1: Football. I can see why, yeah. Big mm. big football fan. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so Laura's fine. Lights are down. Laura and Mike are doing good. Laura and this Mike was, are good. All right, mine's a little
0: longer than that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I have another one, but I just thought it was fun. <laughs> that's a good one. I think that's sweet, because I'm pretty sure if I woke up from a coma, Brian would be remarried. I don't know. I um, thought you were dead. They kept telling me <laughs> you were going to die. Your eyes were long shut for about two months, so... um. Okay, so my Christmas miracle takes place 20 years ago. Oh. We have Carrie Dinsmore. She's eight years old, and it's Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. Christmas morning. The day before, her mom, Diane, had taken Carrie to the ER because her daughter just wasn't feeling good, and the doctor's like, yeah, it could be a headache, could be a stomach bug, give her fluid, she'll be fine, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And Christmas morning, her mom's like, something's not right with mm-hmm. this kid. She was listless. She was tired. She's not into the gifts. Like, you know, kids on Christmas morning even they're if losing they have their the shit. Flu, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're like losing their minds. They're up at two a.m. Like, oh, you know, she's not doing any of that. So she takes her to the pediatrician, Dr. Boris, and he meets them at the office. And he kind of looks at her. He immediately admits her to the um, pediatric floor. Mm-hmm. The nurse noticed her vital signs are all over the place. And they order CAT scan. The CAT scan shows a large mass on her brain. Oh Jesus! So she is immediately airlifted to Columbian Presbyterian in New York City. Mm-hmm. Mom's beside herself. It's Christmas. Excellent. She's now left her eleven-year-old at home with friends. Nobody's opening anything. Like Christmas is halted. Yeah. So they ship her in to Columbian Presbyterian, and in walks this young, like little whippersnapper mm-hmm. neurosurgeon, Dr. Jeffrey Oppenheim. Uh, He happened to be on call that day, and he's the one that sees Carrie's CT scan. She has a huge brain hemorrhage on her cerebellum. And for those who don't know what the cerebellum does in the brain, it controls your breathing, it controls your heart rate, Mm -hmm. it controls your motor, like your involuntary actions. Mm -hmm. Like, So you shut down the cerebellum, you die. Mm -hmm. So the bleeding is causing intense pressure on her cerebellum, and things are not looking good for Carrie. She slips into a coma. Um she's her pupils are not responding to light, which mm-hmm. usually that means you're dead. Mm-hmm. So she's very cl- she's very close. And Oppenheimer tells the parents, he's like, quote, look, she's near death. She has to go into surgery right away. I don't know if I can fix this and she's probably gonna die. Merry yes. fucking Christmas, dude. They have a way of really softening that I don't know if I can fix this. She's probably gonna die. I just want to give you a heads up and by the way, happy Hanukkah. So um He's not a pediatric surgeon, but he has to take her in right away because it's... it's Yeah, they don't have time to wait. So the family is keeping the vigil at the hospital. Friends are there. The daughter's at home waiting still. Mm -hmm. Priest is called in. Everybody's waiting. Seven hours later, um, before... uh, I'm sorry. I'm like totally stroking out here. (sighs) Maybe I have the same thing. Seven hours later, Oppenheimer comes out. He's like, surgery went well. I don't know. We just have to wait and see what happens with Mm -hmm. her. He's like, but, you know, I don't think it looks good. It was a lot of blood, blah, 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 blah. Next day, he goes and he rounds. She's wide awake, talking like like nothing happened. Has no no idea anything even happened to her. She's fine. So um, she's 27 years old now. She does not remember anything about what happened Christmas Day or the hospital stay. She does remember that she had to learn how to walk. So her quote is, I remember the nurses and the doctors and how caring they were. She comes home New Year's Eve. And the Christmas gifts are all still wrapped, everything. They celebrate Christmas when she comes home. Mm -hmm. And her mom calls it a Christmas miracle. Oppenheimer states, I'm not even a Christian, I'm Jewish, but I like to think that this was a Christmas miracle. He uh, says she was minutes from being brain dead Mm -hmm. because of all the pressure. Mm -hmm. Three years later, she actually has another (gasps) small brain hemorrhage because she has carinomas in her brain. A cavernoma is an abnormal cluster of blood vessels with small bubbles of caverns filled with blood, making them look like a berry. And they put up like a raspberry. So I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, it looks just like a raspberry. I'm like, put your glasses on, because it is a raspberry. <laughs> I don't know why they For stuck what? a raspberry picture in with all these CAT scans and everything, but I'm like, wow, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, dumbass. <laughs> so um, since the walls of a cavernoma, cavernoma, are weak, they leak blood and they cause seizures, stroke-like symptoms, hemorrhages and headaches. She's had no other symptoms since fifth grade, and guess what she grew up to be.
1: A pediatric doctor? Close. A nurse.: Yes,.
0: Yeah. I always find kids yeah. who have had these issues yeah. or they have some kind of hospital they always grow that in children of nurses. Though I know my daughter has no intentions no, my kids are not gonna go. of ever becoming a nurse. Yep. So Dr. Oppenheimer goes on to become the mayor of Montebello, New York, and mm-hmm. remains the family's go-to neurosurgeon. I don't have a go-to neurosurgeon. Yeah, but if you had those. True, because then her mom had one of them as well. Oh, must and be genetic. Oppenheimer scrubbed in on her little cavernola. So that's my Christmas miracle that's story. That's a good one. It's a little one. These are all
1: leading up to a really good one. Yeah. Um, so my real Christmas miracle mm-hmm. story I got from KSAT.com or KSAT.com. I don't know. Um, so this lady, Maria Juarez, she's home alone with her five-year-old, three-year-old, and one-year-old children on Christmas Eve morning. Okay. Okay. So it's Christmas Eve morning, good morning time. Um Her husband's at work. All of a sudden, she starts to feel real dizzy. Her hearing was off. Like, she suddenly couldn't really hear well. Um, so she lays down on the couch. She's like, I'm dizzy. Like, I just got to lay down. Um, She's got all these little kids running around.
0: <laughs> Your face when you said that's <laughs> You know, <I'm>
1: like, <laughs> I got to lay down. Um, it's going to be Christmas. Yeah, They're I'm wild. Gonna, I'm going
0: to have, you know, seizures and headaches if yeah. I had a million kids running around me because um, they la- ramp up at
1: Christmas I'm oh like, Christmas they, they ramp it. up it's almost yeah. impossible and to then they're exhausted the for the week after yeah. they don't even want to get off the couch no they just lay there yeah. um, so she lays down and she all of a sudden notice that she's talking weird because the side of her mouth is drooping oh stroke. so she immediately recognizes this is really bad and tries to call 911 but she keeps calling 119 because she's having a stroke, having a stroke. So she's calling 119, 119, 11 She's not getting anything. Her husband's not there. He's at work. She finally gets her mother. I don't know if it was through text. So none or, of the million kids are old enough to die on 911. I mean, 531, maybe the five-year-old. But yeah, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know if she could express to him, right. I need you to call because she right. couldn't talk right. So I don't know if she gets her mother through text or not, but she finally gets a hold of her mother. And her mother calls 911 for her because no one can understand her now. Right. What she's saying. Um. How scary. I can't even imagine. Um, the firefighters, you know, 911 calls, so firefighters, police, ambulance, they all arrive. The firefighters stay at our house with the kids because there's nobody there while the ambulance takes her to the hospital. Um, they take her to Northeast Baptist Hospital. When she gets there and they see the severity of the stroke that this woman, Maria, is having, they immediately ship her to St. Luke's Baptist Hospital, mm-hmm. which is a um, like a stroke center. Right. So she gets.
0: People don't realize not every place has
1: not every place can treat a stroke. Right, right. Um, Her neurosurgeon was Dr. Ramesh Grandi. Sounds good. Um, He says she's progressing towards brain death. He sees her. He's like she's going to be brain dead soon. Goosebumps. Yeah. So um, stroke. Her stroke score was the highest stroke score you can have. Um, And so then they do a CT, get the images. her basilar artery, which is the artery at the back of your brain, which pretty much supplies like all the yeah. blood going up there, has no blood flow whatsoever. Ooh. The stroke has completely closed off that artery. Um, so Dr. Grandy does an emergent stroke rescue. So we do these all the time because we work at a stroke primary stroke center. Um, and they go up through your groin. They put wires up through your groin, goes up your blood vessels, Mm -hmm. up into your brain, and then we pull the clot out.
0: What's amazing to me is you see somebody coming in with such major stroke symptoms and they leave Mm -hmm. fine Mm -hmm. when they're done.
1: So he gets her in there. She's really bad, like really bad. Um, He gets the wires all up there, removes the whole clot. An MRI after the procedure they did the MRI to see like how much of this brain is now dead because yeah. that there was That's no huge. blood flow. That's huge. She was home, then she went to another yeah. hospital, then she went there. You know, at least an hour. They're thinking a lot of this brain's gonna be dead. Minimal, minimal brain damage. Oh my god. Um, and he just said it's miraculous because there was a complete blockage of like this main artery yeah. of the brain. How there was no dead brain tissue was wow. beyond. Um, Within an hour, Maria was fully functional. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow! And she walked out of the hospital. I don't it doesn't say what day she went in, but it says she walked out on Thursday. Oh, so I Assuming mean, only yeah. a few. Okay. I'm like, just say she went in on Christmas Eve. Yeah, but it didn't say if that was like a Monday or a Thursday I before would say it was on uh, Tuesday. She walked out several days later, Um, but she like completely functional within is an a hour. Miracle. It was a miracle. That is a miracle. Um, typical risk factors for strokes are high blood pressure smoking, high cholesterol, an irregular heartbeat, and drug abuse. Maria was a healthy person beforehand. Like, there was no... It can just happen. Right. There was no reason, really, for her to get this. They said she'll make, like, small, healthy lifestyle changes, probably, like, a better diet or... Mm -hmm. Get rid of the kids. Yeah. Um, And take an aspirin daily. That's all she has to do. Like, completely (gasps) fine. Um, Dr. Grani stresses the importance of recognizing the signs of a stroke quickly and getting to a hospital with a primary stroke center quickly. You gotta get somewhere where they can get that stroke out of your head. Yeah, um, America's American Stroke Association uses the acronym FAST to teach people mm-hmm. the signs of a stroke. Um, F stands for face droop. If you if someone is if you're suspecting something's wrong, like someone's acting weird, talking funny, just looking a little funny, ask them to smile. If half of their smile doesn't go up, it's very obvious. It's very obvious.
0: It's not like you even need
1: to do that. You will notice, right? That it's very obvious. But they say. You know, if something's funny, say, can you smile for me? Mm -hmm. Check the side of their mouth, you know, if one of the sides goes down. A is for arm weakness. Um, Is one arm weak or numb? Ask the person to raise both arms. If one of them, like, gravitates Mm -hmm. towards the floor, if they can't keep it up, that's a huge sign of a stroke. Um, Speech difficulty. Is their speech slurred? Are they unable to speak or are they very hard to understand, like, gobbled speech? Um, If they say things backwards, if they're saying random words in places – Of other words, um, ask them to repeat a simple sentence, like say, the sky is blue. See if they can repeat that back to you, because a lot of times they are not going to be able to say that back to you. Like they might say, the blue is sky or, you know, something else. Um, And T is for, it's time to call 911. If someone has these symptoms, and even if they had them, and then all of a sudden it goes away, like if their mouth was drooping, but then they're like, oh, it's fine, call 911. And take note of the time that you notice the symptoms because they, you need to get in there quickly. They need to know right. how long they've been having this going on. And Maria, the woman um, says any tingling in your body. Like I, when she said she felt dizzy, she must've been feeling some sort of tingling. She said, any tingling you're feeling in your body, anything that feels we had, call nine one one immediately. She said, time's precious. And she's very lucky she's that she had no damage. Lucky.
0: Yeah. When you talk about the stroke symptoms, I had this patient come down <laughs> and I didn't, nobody had, I hadn't even looked at the chart yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm picking the chart up and he looks at me. He's like, do you have a duck? And I was like, I'm looking behind me like, excuse me? <laughs> he's like, do you have a duck? I'm like, no. Um, and I wanted to crack a joke, but just the way he was asking me, I'm like, and I'm looking through the chart and then he's like, do you have a duck on a bear? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? And I look and I see he had had a stroke. And I'm like, I don't know what made me ask him like, do you need to go to the bathroom? And he's like, "Yes, I need a duck." Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, so he had one of those strokes. Right. Where he couldn't come up with words. Right. And he would, he thought he was saying bathroom, mm-hmm. but he was saying duck. I just happened to be on my game mm-hmm. that particular mm-hmm. morning to go. <laughs> Do you have a duck? You must no, have. Been. I don't, but I have a rabbit. Like I don't know. I, no. Yeah, but he has a bedpan. I, yes. I think I did say to him, "No," but I have chickens. God. <laughs> <I pawed. laughs> oh. Yep. Yeah. That's a quite a story you got
1: there. Yeah. So she's like, the Dr. Grandy was saying like, com- I cannot believe there was no, no brain damage.
0: No. This week's episode is going to be brought to us by Harmony Surgical Designs. Harmony Surgical Designs is a supplier of surgical hats, compression socks, and badge poles. Mm-hmm. They have four types of hats. They have the Buffon, the Euro Scrub Hat, the Modern Ponytail, and the Florence. They, If you don't like any of the material or any of the prints, which I don't know why you wouldn't because they're they're gorgeous, Mm -hmm. um, you can buy your own material, whether it be a Patriots hat or a Bruins hat. I know how everybody loves them. Or Halloween or Christmas, and you can send them in, and they will make the hats for you and send them back. Mm
1: -hmm. Laura got to try the socks. They They work wonders. They're great compression socks. Silky smooth. Go easy on, easy off. No problems. Love them. They also have a subscription club. You can join. You get two hats every month for... 25% 25% off the retail price and free shipping. And if you really, really want to match in the OR, you can have the combo
0: deal. You can get a badge, a hat, and a sock and socks to match. And this month, I believe it's donuts. Yes. So you can get a donut hat, a donut badge pull, and donut socks. Mm-hmm. So look up Harmony
1: Surgical Designs at harmonysurgical.com, and you can find them on social media at Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram. Harmonysurgicaldesigns.com.
0: So this is going to lead us into Missy's story. So mm-hmm. Missy is a nurse we worked with. Mm-hmm. And I always say Missy's like, when I say this, it's not derogatory. She's like a witch. Yes. She has this like sixth sense. Every time I was pregnant, I wouldn't tell anybody yet. Mm-hmm. And I would come in and she was like, I have a dream you were pregnant last yeah. night with the girl. And she was right every goddamn yeah. time. She's uh, the sweetest nurse. She's one of the first friends I made at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um Everybody loved her. Everybody loved her, and she cries at the the drop of a hat. Yeah, yeah. God love her. Yeah. We had a patient come in. Oh God. The guy You're had to say be, the triple A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had to be like what ninety five at minimum. Yeah. And he was like mowing the lawn. He was out mowing his lawn at ninety five and drops. Yeah. She is at the foot of the bed sobbing, and I literally moving her so can in the moving moving her so I can get the boots moving. I'm like, what are you crying for? <laughs> and she's like, well, he really man, it's such a good line. And I'm like mowing the lawn that's a pretty i going to die that way yeah. like good for him yeah stop crying my this goodness. is a natural process yeah. or go He's, somewhere else that's pretty good yeah pretty good if you can mow you on at 95 yeah. pretty good yeah yeah i can remember the surgeon and i don't know if you remember one of the comments he made and i was like really it was really oh, I, I don't remember that it you'd i like, remember
1: like, I, I just remember her b- overall, like show. i mean this is a pretty good yeah. He didn't know what was coming. Just yeah, it wasn't like a 20-year-old wrapped around a tree, you know, 95. No, no it wasn't long. like it was some horrific, like yeah. he just, he was gone. Yeah. And it was just That's exactly how yeah. I want to I mean, go. You want to go like that. I want to yeah. be doing what I'm doing, like, dancing. This is really and... the perfect, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, yeah. th- really. Ball on a rise out. Yeah.
0: So sweetest, sweetest woman. She is. Just yeah. love her to death. So she is, uh, we're going to have her tell her story. Mm-hmm. It's a great Christmas story. And, and every... not
1: only does she cry, but she makes everybody Oh, of, cry. Course she does. Yeah. of course she does. Of course she
0: does. And, but she also makes you laugh. She's oh, my God. Wicked funny. Yeah. Um, so, Missy, take it away. So, we have Missy here, as we have kindly introduced earlier. Um, Missy, I saved your story of our Christmas miracle story. because It's the best story ever. I think it is. I love it.
2: Well, I, I love it, too. Because I... I was so overwhelmed that day, I couldn't believe it. I do believe in miracles and I believe that, you know, most people who work in the medical field act, actually see them more than anyone else. I totally agree. And it's it's amazing to me. And you feel it coming. You absolutely feel it coming. It's like and it's like a force that you can't figure out, but you know it to be true. All right, well set the stage. Okay, set the so stage. now so what are we talking? I, what day is it? It's the day before Christmas Eve, and I am I had children, and I am a nurse in an operating room, and my least favorite thing to do is to work with children in the operating room. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. And I applaud all nurses who do pediatrics because, to me, that is like one of the hardest things to do because if you have children at home, it's your first thought, it's your first mm-hmm. worry, so it's now late in the afternoon. I'm thinking about all the things I haven't got done for Christmas, and I find out it's my turn to be up. It was like an up system. You know, if you were mm-hmm. the last one, and you're the first one up. So I go to the desk, and they tell me that um, they have a 6-year-old little girl who's coming in for a bone biopsy. I am incensed. i think that you know the idea the day before christmas eve to do a child and not an emergency but Mm -hmm. a bone biopsy is insane Mm -hmm. and i'm a little perturbed by it and i have to tell everybody before i say i don't like to do children and this is especially bad because it's my daughter my youngest was six years old at the time Mm -hmm. And to me, I, I, a bone biopsy, and um, the charge nurse said to me, "Well, they're 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 questioning, you know, cancer." I go, "Of course, they're questioning cancer." I was like rude, <laughs> you know. I, I was like, you know, I I'm still upset. And so I said, "Okay, okay. I mean, it is my turn. I'll definitely do it, but I'm not going. I, I'm I'm going to be very upset." <laughs> So, I'm I letting you know uh, I'm protesting upset this uh-huh. case. <laughs> so it's we're going to go into a huge room room t- It's a huge room in a large hospital, and it's one of the largest rooms because it's an orthopedic room, mm-hmm. and usually they do hips and knees and so it it's a big room and it has an induction area that's just it, it's it's a good size as well. And so, right before I, they tell me they're going to send for the patient, I go over to converse with the surgeons. And of course, I'm going to let them know how I feel as well. That <laughs> I'm like incensed that we're doing a bone biopsy on a six year old two days before Christmas. And I can't understand why they wouldn't wait till after Christmas mm-hmm. so the child doesn't have to stay in the hospital one and, um, you know, miss Christmas mm-hmm. and be here. So they go on to tell me that this child is coming in from um, the Midwest, and it's a it's in a dire situation. She's been uh, she's been told, and the family's been told that she has cancer in a very um, angry and fast-growing cancer that they need to figure out what to do, and they want it. They want to put her on chemo as soon as possible. And I'm still upset about that. So I said, so you're bringing in a little girl to have a bone biopsy that you're telling me that she has a really rambunctious cancer that's probably going to kill her before her next Christmas, so you're not going to allow her to have this Christmas. Mm -hmm. And I am like, and he's going, we need to... We need to get on this. This this patient needs this. This, and 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 then he goes further to tell me that you know because well we're discussing it that this family has nothing, no money. That she's traveling with her mother, and that they're probably going to have to stay in her room with her after um, postoperatively, and I, and because this is their last resort, and they and they're traveling here and they and they're they're looking for hope Are you can
0: uh, tell me they shot the dog on the way out too i mean jesus <laughs> christ a well, i mean you,
2: i was like you know and still i'm like okay all right all right okay we'll we'll get this so the patient arrives you know and you know we go to greet the patient and well you know we were setting up the room i'm still grumbling like mm-hmm. oh my god mm-hmm. This poor person's not going to even have Christmas here. And they come from another state, and they're not even going to have Christmas with their family. I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm. myself, really. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, I go to greet the patient who arrives with her mother. And I don't know if you've ever seen what a gurney looks like or a stretcher, but it's huge, and she's six years old. Mm-hmm. And she's on there, and she looks so very small. And I come in there, and I'm going to say, okay, I go, hey, hi, my name is Missy, and I'm going to be your nurse. And I introduce myself to the mother, and how are you? And I look at her, you know, I do my first assessment on her, and she looks amazing. Mm-hmm. She looks like she's an angel. Mm-hmm. She's She's crying. She's crying. (laughs) I told you. She's got curly, blonde red hair, and incredibly clear blue eyes and pink cheeks, Mm. and she's smiling. And I've taken care of people who have had cancer before and children, too, more than I'd like to say I have. And she didn't look like any of that. Mm. So, I'm curious now about, you know, what happened and why she's here as well. And so I said, Sue, I mean, are you happy to be in Boston? And she said, I go for Christmas. I guess Santa will have to find you here. And so she said, said, did you ask Santa to tell them you were going to be here? And she said, oh, no, but he'll be here. And I said, I'm sure he will. And what did you ask Santa for? And so she said, with her southern brawl accent, red shoes. (laughs) Now, her mother goes, that's all she really wants. She just wants red shoes. She didn't ask for anything else. And, of course, I knew that they didn't have any money, and there wasn't anything else. There wasn't anything else at all, because they had spent all their money to come here, the midwest and so this was the christmas present this was the christmas that they were looking for. i so i said wow oh, oh, red shoes are beautiful she said they are. i love red shoes <laughs> it's a
0: kid after my own heart i love red shoes too
2: <laughs> who doesn't from god's God sake a nice pair of are you kidding me so you know i go back in and i say to the resident "Listen." This kid looks way too good to have any kind of cancer. I mean, like, way too good. She's got bright eyes, good skin. She's not lethargic. She's pleasant. She doesn't feel like she's in any pain. I asked her. I asked her mother. She doesn't have any of those things. He's going, Missy, she has a fast-growing c- cancer, and she needs to have the surgery. I go, I, I understand that she you're thinking she has that. But I'm thinking she doesn't. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have it. She doesn't have cancer. You don't want her to have cancer. I go, I don't want anyone to have <laughs> cancer. But go I ahead. especially don't want that kid to have cancer. You're right. So he said to me, I, I, have, I have x-rays here, and we're going to go and show it to you. So he throws it up on the lighted um, screen, mm-hmm. and he throws up. He goes, in the last six months, we'll show you what this looks like. So six months ago, this looked like it was like a small little bean. Mm-hmm. And then the next month, you know, five months, you know, it grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And like her little shoulder had a, had a, a what looked like a huge bean. He said, see the way the shape, of, the shape of it is? It's like an oblong. And he said, and it's so big. He goes, this is a, a fast-growing sarcoma, and it's very rare, too. I said, I'm letting you know right now. You can show me 100 pictures on the wall. If, have you taken a look at, at her outside? She looks like an angel. She looks like an angel and not like an angel that's going to go to heaven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she looks like an angel on this table. And her mother, I I don't think she thinks she has it either. I don't know. I, I don't believe you. So he's going... Missy, we're going to be doing a biopsy. We're going to find it out. I said, she doesn't have it. He goes, she has a fast-growing tumor. Like, like he's fighting with me. He's got a fast-growing tumor, and she's definitely got cancer, and we're going to do the surgery. I said, I understand we're going to do the surgery, but, you know, now I'm making a big scene, of course, of the thing, you know. I'm like, anesthesia's involved, the scrub tech, and the other, like, you know, uh, minion. It's all, all these people, you know. They're all sitting there going. I go... I know. And she wants red shoes for Christmas. I go, I'll let you know right now. If I ask my six year old what she wants, she wants like forty thousand things and mm-hmm. everything her brother wants and she's a girl. Okay? Mm-hmm. What kid in the world only wants one damn thing? A red shoes. I go, I I go, she's she's she doesn't have cancer. And I'll bet you she doesn't have cancer. And so now the attending said, Missy She has cancer, and you're going to have to get over it and (laughs) move forward with this. We're going to do the best we can for her, because that's what we do. I go, I'm going to do the best thing for her, but I'm going to make a bet right now. I'm going to bet all of you, and I want money. I go, because if she doesn't have cancer, we're going to get her those red shoes. Because on Charles Street, there's a small little (laughs) shoe store, Mm -hmm. and in that window surprisingly enough, are red shoes Mm -hmm. for a small child. So those red shoes are going to be on her feet. And I'll tell you what, I said, I know I give everybody a hard time. I said, and so if we do a case, I'll, I'll make a bet. I won't give you any hard time. I'll stay after the case. I'll finish any of your cases. I'll do anything you want, but we have to make bets. And so, prior to that too because i i don't always trust my own judgment i had i had other nurses come out go go take a look at that kid and so they went out there i go does she look like she has like you know like you know in the death's door cancer to you i mean don't even talk to her just look at her and they came out yeah she looks you know she she looks like a kid yeah i go she looks like a kid that doesn't have cancer (laughs) i know she doesn't have cancer so now, you know, years ago where we used to work, you'd have an entercon system mm-hmm. where you could call out to the desk and you could, you know, and they could talk to you and you could talk to them. So I called out to the desk, you know, before we brought the patient in, I said, we have a little girl here and we're going to be doing a bone biopsy for cancer, but she doesn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> so I go... And I'm making bets right now. And if anybody wants to come in on the bet, I go, I will do anything anyone asks. You know, I will still late. I will give back their money. I will do anything. And so, of course, people are going, yeah, we want that part of that bet. We're going to go. I go, go ahead. Go check her out. I don't care. Go take a look at her. You know, come and make your decisions, right? So even in the room, the anesthesiologists, the other residents, you know, they're going, we'll take that bet. You know, did you see what I go? I saw those X-rays. It's you know she we'll so doesn't. I'll up. take that back. That's nice. We're all better. We're all better. Okay, so we bring the patient into the room, right? I I have her say goodbye to her mother, and I and I say to her mother, "We're going to take really good care of her," and you know sometimes the best thing you you wish for it come true. And she said, oh, we traveled so far. I go, We're gonna do what we can and it's gonna work out. Get back in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Give her a minute.
0: She's gonna pull herself together. I
2: <laughs> I get back in the room. And uh of course now we're gonna put the patient to sleep. I hold her little hand. Her little hand feels a little warm but you know like she's, she's been sick. in there she's been running around the been, stretcher. yeah. Right. So, you know, um, she, that's right, exactly, and so she goes to sleep, we do the surgery, you know, through the whole time, people are calling in, five bucks, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like, they're calling into the room, I got ten at the desk, you know, (laughs) you know, I said, okay, okay, so now we're waiting for pathology, of course, when pathology you know, we take the tumor down. I drove I drove it down. I walked it down there. You know, like I had it myself in my hand. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going down with me. So um, we're waiting now. We're waiting and waiting. And one of the surgeons breaks scrub, and they go down, too, because now it's taken such a long time. And, uh, and of course, now I'm sweating the stuff. Because- <laughs> <laughs> Shit,
0: I'm going to be working overtime for the next 20 years. And not only that,
2: like, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, this I told this mother that everything was gonna be all right, you know. I said it, you know. Anyway, so they come back. He comes back. The intercom, you know, they beep into the room. It's pathology. This is pathology speaking. We're calling on patient so and so and so and so. You know, we, you know, blah 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 on, you know, shoulder blah 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 blah. And they said yes. They said it's not cancer. It's a it's a super infection of the shoulder. And there were people oh, screaming that- in the room. We were dancing. We were doing all this and that. And I went, wait a minute. You owe me money. You owe me money. You owe me money. All of you owe me money. We got $86. Okay. I which would, at that time, uh, is at $100? That time. Well, my daughter is like, it's. It's almost 30 years ago because my daughter is 36. It's got to be even, maybe it was I like, yeah. There. So, we leave, I, so like people are, hand, there's money at the desk. People <laughs> are throwing money, We never even bet. Anyways, now the doctor says to me, what are you going to do with this money? You know, because we're not supposed to know that they don't have any money. Right. We're not, I mean, this was before HIPAA even, but we're not supposed to discuss people's time. I said, I'll, I'll figure out something. And so they said, um, I'm going to give it to her. I go, if she doesn't get those red shoes, I'm going in there and I'll buy the red shoes. You know, I said, she's getting red shoes. He goes, don't you feel better now, Missy? That I go, what, that she missed her Christmas? And, you know. Yeah, for a super infection. Question, super infection. What I feel good about is that she doesn't have that fast-growing, <laughs> bean-like <laughs> tumor. So what would so, you do with the money? So I decided that when I, uh, I made up the super lie, <laughs> along with the super infection, <laughs> and then I told the mother that, that we knew that um, she couldn't have brought all their presents on the plane because it would probably be too many. So what we did is, is that we have some money right here. And the odd thing about that, I said, there's a street right across from the hospital called Charles Street, and there's a pair of red shoes in the window, and I'm not quite sure how much they cost. I said, "But if you want me to go and get them, I will. I don't know her shoe size. She goes, "No, my mother's here with me. We can go and get that." But before I even said that to her, I went to visit them in the you know, mm-hmm. in the recovery room and to give her the money. And I said to her, I opened the curtain and I said, Merry Christmas. She goes. And the mother goes, This was the Christmas we've been waiting for. We always we we hoped and prayed that this this would be the best Christmas, and it is. And I said, It is for me too. And that's when I said we loved her so much, and, you know, she was so good, and then there were so many people who wanted to see her. I said, and we knew we, we couldn't bring all those presents. So I go with, and then I went on to say about the red shoes. She said, no, my mom is there. So that little girl and her whole family got the best Christmas and all of my life since then. Every Thanksgiving at the table... You tell we, we tell the story <laughs> of the red shoes. Of the red shoes. <laughs> and they tell somebody else, and somebody else tells somebody else.
0: And now we're sharing the story with you because mm-hmm. I thought it was the best story I had ever heard.
2: Oh my God. I had chills because I had never seen anything like that. And I never, it's the first time you saw her, you felt that feeling that there's something greater going on than you know.
0: You also have a little bit of a witch in you, so you know things that nobody else does.
2: <laughs> I may, that may be true. You're kind of psychic, so mm-hmm. it's a little but scary. You, you just knew, you, yeah, you you feel it. I think, anyway. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us, we appreciate it. Well, I'm we're gonna going. have you back
0: on in a couple of months. Everybody get ready because Missy's coming back. Yeah, but I'll be crying <laughs> about something else. <balance laughs> okay so okay. that was missy I uh-huh. hope you love her as much as we do and if she left you crying i have a- it know it's just such a great story it's like one of my when i thought of this podcast today and i was like this is the story is going to go on i was going to do it for i think mother's day yeah. and i asked her if we could use it and then i was like no that's a christmas miracle story yeah. like we're definitely going to use that um so we're going to wrap this episode up with my favorite part every time we do a fucking holiday it's my Favorite.
1: i'm gonna ruin christmas for you too Yay! <laughs> Christmas is ours.
0: would you know somewhere in there somebody's carving something with a knife in the dock on a wet surface right i mean there's a knife somewhere in this it's, it's somebody's carving in the dark
1: well we'll get there all right i can't wait all right these so are I... my favorite <laughs> i wish we could do these every fucking episode. i'm pretty sure i can find a way to ruin yep. everything we talk about oh, these are my favorites um so i got these from usatoday.com mm-hmm. um christmas safety Oh, Christmas safety. Five hidden dangers can cause injury and even death. Scissors and wrapping paper, right? Come on. Paper cuts. What? Those are two. (laughs) Deadly wrapping paper. First one, Santa.
0: No, 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 no. Back up. Beep, beep,
1: beep. Santa's deadly. Deadly. (laughs) So. <laughs> maybe not deadly but causes injuries are we are we at <laughs> santa like real life like um, no like you know the guys at the mall santa's helpers santa's mall mm-hmm. friends so in a quote-unquote light-hearted analysis of christmas injuries ScienceDirect.com noted hundreds of injuries with santa impersonators hundreds hundreds more than 270 children were injured between 2007 and 2016. What? For the love of God, are the injuries? Most were falls from Santa's laps.
0: <laughs> trying to get away from the pedophile at the mall? No! No!
1: I don't want to see the lollipops. He's got those velvet pants on. The kids are all wiggly. They slip and fall onto the tile. Crack ahead. <laughs> One child, out of the 270, went to the ER after falling while running away from Santa. Told in you, fright. told you, mm-hmm. terrified, terrified. Slipped and Fucking fell. Had Santa to go to the ER. <laughs> <So. laughs> must have hit her head. I'm hoping I don't.
0: Well, you know those tile floors in the mall—they're slippery. Oh, yeah, well, They got
1: those little patent leather yeah. shoes on. From... <laughs>
0: Can't catch her in that fucking velvet dress no, with the she's big slipping away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's coming unraveled. <laughs> yeah. So Santa, number one Santa's number one maker. nemesis of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, unwrapping gifts.
0: Unwrapping them, not wrapping them no. with scissors and tape. Unwrapping them. gifts. Unwrapping. Who's getting strangled in bows? Yeah. In a
1: two, uh, 2016 study published by Quartz noted that injuries with... Knives and scissors spike on Christmas Day. They found seventeen hundred documented Christmas-related <laughs> ER visits.
0: I would wrap my kid in anything. I would never go to the ER in Christmas over that. I'd be horrified. No, I mean my kid stabbed himself opening
1: his gifts. Like I just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um. So there was like these seventeen hundred ER visits on Christmas Day related to Christmas unwrapping injuries. Um, like a 19-year-old man lacerated thumb with knife while opening Christmas presents. Like, this He's is the child char-
0: You can't open it without a knife. Apparently not. Come on. And then lacerated your thumb enough to go to the ED. He probably got the knife for Christmas. and was like, look what I got. Yep. Oh, um, I'll get that for you.
1: Yep. The study concluded that scissors should be avoided when opening presents on Christmas Day. Speechless. Okay. I use a pen. Well, if you are opening in a box,
0: you could use a set of keys. I use keys or a pen. I know you a just pen too, until I break stab the, the pen, and pen, and a then, a pen and then pen, and then pen, you
1: break <laughs> it. But that, I do use a pen. It's um, so, time to get up and even get the scissors. Come on. No, you use whatever's handy on Christmas. Exactly. Um, so be careful with your scissors and knives on Christmas opening presents. Yeah, don't do it in the dark on a wet surface. No, no. always do it in light. But be careful. <laughs> Christmas trees.
0: Well, those. Those I'll give you, because those go up like data yep. boxes. Like that. There's always a fire for a Christmas tree, yeah. somebody burning everything down.
1: Christmas tree fires cost an average of $12 million in damage in 10 deaths per year. I believe it. Between 2013 and 2015. So in two years. I have been,
0: my brother's a fire party, he's like, I can't believe you had that death trap in your house, blah, 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 I'm like, well, I don't have it decorated with like live candles. Like it doesn't me- matter. I know. I know. So I know. they
1: say to pick a fresh tree. If you're getting a, a real tree. tree, pick a fire resistant tree. If you're getting a fake tree, mm-hmm. um, Don't keep it away from, sale that's made out of asbestos. Yeah. Keep it away from heat sources. Don't put it right on top of your heater. <laughs> um, and water them every day. Make okay. sure the
0: thing is full of water. Are constantly water, 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 Yeah.
1: Do not let it get But even dry. then it's still, it gets pretty dry by the fourth week. So a few years ago, I think Sammy. I don't remember if both of them were on me. I just Sam because we always have a fake tree. I'm allergic to everything under the sun, <laughs> including trees. So we always have a fake tree because I can't I breathe. Allergic to- oh my god, I can't even walk near a birch tree. I immediately <laughs> like I can't breathe.
0: But even just she literally is allergic everything, to every, grass, she everything. Grass, everything. Fun out
1: of, I don't know. Suck so the wife out of it. So we always had a fake tree because I couldn't breathe with mm-hmm. the tree in the house. So they were like really begging, "Can we please have a real tree? Can we please?" So I was like, "Fine, we'll get a real tree." I can't water it though because I like I mm-hmm. break out in high like I can't do that. And they're like, "No, we'll do it." Okay, so we get it, and there Jack is helping Mike bring it in, They're setting it up, and he's putting the water. And then he comes up, he's like, "Kids uh, get hives the- all over." Jack does? Yeah. Well, he has the he's same. you? Yeah. yeah. He's got the hives all over. He's like, oh, "I'm allergic to this." I'm like, "I know you're allergic to the tree. Like I told you, like we you know you're allergic." She's like, "I didn't know I would do this. It's like not, it's like you know not planted on the ground. Like it doesn't matter." So. After that, and then he would get like itchy, he'd get hives, he'd get. No more He's like, we trees. can't have my more real trees, so we we stick with the fake. But it's fine. You're insane. Yeah. Oh, hot hi, hives, school. on. Can't breathe. <laughs> Sitting there looking at the tree, <laughs> dying. It's so <laughs> uh,
0: beautiful. <That's> beautiful. <laughs> Last thing I'll ever <laughs> <have to> see. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas. Trach me. So Sam's still <laughs> so upset that we don't have the real tree, but.
1: I can breathe oh, and soak in smoking jack.
0: You're Allergic to everything. Have everything. Yeah, no fun.
1: Yep. So, and be careful if you're allergic to trees. Well, have, yeah. Don't you have a real want one. Want to get hives from your balsam fir or your Fraser? No, I just light a candle. It's like there's a real tree in there. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Just like it. <sighs> just like. Why don't. don't you just get the friggin' air freshener, of the pine tree? Yeah, like the cat. We just thing, hang it on the tree. hang it from your dining room
1: light. Yeah. Um, the fourth way to get injuries is by decorating.
0: What are the bulbs? Break and you slice your feet wide right open. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so smart.
1: Hanging decorations can be very dangerous. God, I can't. Falls I from ladders can be deadly.
0: Well, yes, yes, they can.
1: Broken ornaments can cause lacerations and old lights can cause fires. Yeah. Avoid breakable ornaments, especially if you have small children in your house. They're
0: all breakable. Well, I mean, they
1: have... Well, yes.
0: Unless you so, got those stupid ones at the mall that are made of like dough. You can do that. The
1: Nichols family, you know. So <laughs> we have this ornament. <laughs> I got it when we had Jack. So it says, like, Mom, Dad, Jack. And it's like three snowmen every year. Every year. we They decorate the tree. My kids decorate it because they like, they're Cause obsessed with it.
0: This is before, it. before Sam was
1: in the picture. Right. I only yeah. had Jack. It was literally just the three of us. Sam was not born. So... Every single year the ornaments come out and they you know they take them all out and they hang it. Oh, well, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine, this. Every year, Jack goes, Oh, the best ornament <laughs> on the tree, and puts it like dead center every year. Sam's like, That's
0: fine, why don't you throw that out? That's terrible. I my mean, Sam's Sam like we got it after you were born. Leave it to a big brother to just find oh, out. Every how to year oh, oh, with oh, Christmas ornaments best
1: ornament, best ornament right here. <laughs> and every year Sam gets so upset. I'm like, Sammy. It's from 2004. You were born in 2006. You can't be a I didn't get it in 2007 after you right. we were born.
0: Imagine. <laughs> right. It's for the three of you. We didn't get one to see. Yeah. <laughs> like, you,
1: we have one with you in it. Right, so just throw that one out. I'm like, but that was our family that. <laughs> Every year, it's a thing. It's hysterical. But that is one of those ceramic ones. <laughs> my kids fight
0: over, um, so my husband loves German shepherds, and we used to have a German shepherd. <laughs> and so when she died, I gave him a little German Shepherd ornament that has wings. It's a little angel German Shepherd. Uh-huh. Every year they fight over who's gonna hang that thing on the tree. I'm like, who's hanging, baby Nini? That's mine. It's you hung her last year. This year it's my turn to hang. I'm like, guys, there's 5,000 ornaments. Yeah. Like we have to find oh, that one, and I have one from Hawaii with black sand, and they yeah. fight over those two ornaments.
1: Everywhere we go, we get an ornament. We do too. That's like, so I love that. I do. I actually, that is probably one of my favorite past we. Because you remember everything more. Yeah, I'm like, so, oh, we got this here, oh, we got this here. Like, it's nice. I just
0: went to London. I just mm-hmm. came back. What a great city. Friggin' loved it. Went to the Tower of London, Bucket Lister. I've read, like, every book on Henry VIII, his wives. I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. I know. So I got my Christmas ornaments. I got Henry VIII and all his wives. It, me. Are they separate? Yep. Oh. <laughs> so I'm going to have Henry and all his wives <laughs> on my tree. It's front and center. And just to top it off, I bought Winston Churchill too. <laughs> So I'm mean, gonna have Winston Churchill, Henry VIII, all his wives. Nice. Can't wait. Nice. I'm a little bit weird, I know. But I like. I time. love it. I was the whole before I went over. There, I'm like, I'm getting Henry, and I'm getting all his wives on <laughs> my tree. And I found. I was like, oh, it comes in a package. <laughs> <laughs> so just dope. And I can't wait to put him on my
1: tree. That's your favorite, and Jacks is the one without Sam.
0: Yeah, it's I'm awful. Saying, yeah. So well, they can
1: hurt you more than yeah. one well, way. See, at
0: least Henry had enough wives. All of my kid can put. All of my kids can put. Yeah, a wife up. And my
1: husband too. Yeah, and poor Sammy breaks everyone. My mother gets all her grandkids an ornament every year, and it's always something they like that year. Like it really is. Like you can see, <laughs> like the like, time. George from of mice and men. I'm gonna love it, and I'm gonna pet it every gonna... <laughs> single time. I'm like, don't open it until we're gonna hang it on the tree. Because She always goes like weeks, yeah. of it, you know. And he's like, no, oh, I just want to take it out. I just like, want to pet it. I can see it. the picture on the box. It's a Hallmark <laughs> ornament. Like I see what it is. That's cute. Yeah. You got whatever you like. This, yeah. And it's really funny though, because you can see like oh, remember, he loved that. Like, it's literally what they love that year. It's really cute. Every year, I'm not kidding you, every single year the kid takes the ornament out of the box and immediately breaks (laughs) it. Immediately. Every single one of his ornaments is broken on that tree. (laughs) single one i'm always like wait, wait who's is this and jack's like it's broken it's he's sam's I'm like, oh yeah." 13 you think you would learn no 13 years every single year he breaks out of ornament. we'll see if he does not like this yeah i'm going to love it i'm going to pet it i'm going to call it i don't know and then he's like all upset every year i'm like <laughs> why do you do this like this was beyond me wow yeah God so was. they sell you about the decorating avoid breakable ornaments Inspect your lights and cords mm-hmm, when you're mm-hmm, hanging them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And be careful on ladders. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't want to take go the whole tree saying, down but, with you. Yeah. That would be awful. Or outside, hanging um, the lights. You don't want to slip and fall the road, in the like, eye. Like, yeah. Christmas.
0: You don't want under being, can't even get the words out. What's that? <laughs> Cherry Chase movie where he's like hanging out. Oh, Christmas these? Vacation. I don't think I've ever watched it. And I, know I hate those movies. probably having a heart attack no, right now. I hate now, any of those movies. You know me. I mean, I've seen pieces of them, but Cherry Chase gets my nerves. I can't. If it's not dry, I don't really like it. I like I like a good classic, but I, Chevy never did for me.
1: Anyway, anyway, I anyways. <laughs> last.
0: Oh, is it a doozy? Last hazard. This no. has to be carving the turkey or something, right? No, it's wrapping paper. Deadly, vicious, Jack the Ripper wrapping paper. Deadly wrapping paper. Um, quote: Almost as deadly as Santa.
1: Almost. <laughs> quote: Wrapping paper is festive, and so are roaring fires, but they don't mix. No shit Sherlock! Sure uh-huh. Like, so apparently people throw their wrapping paper into like their bonfires outside or their fireplaces while the fire's going. But wrapping paper has like chemicals in it, so they ignite suddenly and burn super intensely. Yeah. So we'll like pop paper. up like. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. the I think to be like up.
0: they would get paper cuts and
1: shit. Though. So it's no, like, but that's what I was thinking because I saw wrapping paper. I'm like, yes. Paper. Do you know when you get a paper cut when you're wrapping? Yeah, pre- yeah. It, that hurts. It
0: hurts. You Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so don't throw your out and paper or any fires because they burn super intensely. It can cause sparks, and then your tree goes up, and then it's a disaster. The
0: lights go out. You know. That
1: wire that was hanging loosely. I mean, you're all you're all going to
0: trip up the ladder. You're going to fall. The whole house is going to be up. Everybody's flames, going up in flames. And the next thing you know, here comes the mall Santa, and you're all fucking done.
1: And you're slipping and sliding right up <laughs> <And off> the <laughs> little
0: Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and all that bad leather. <laughs> <laughs> Velvet and patent leather. Slip and sliding. Um, and also, just a reminder to check your smoke detectors. You did remind us of the time change.
0: Because, you know, now that we've had the time change, I think it's dark at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm ready to be in bed by 3. Like, I'm driving over here. It's not that late. No. If this was summertime, I would be, like, getting my second wind. Yeah. I'm like, I want to be in bed under my heated blankets, (laughs) and I want to be in my pajamas, and I want to be eating ice cream. And I'm like, what? I feel like I'm out at midnight. I hate this time It's 7.30. It's 7.30, and I feel like it's midnight. Yeah. I'm I'm done. Uh Mm-hmm. All right. Well, That's on it. Be that careful. note, be careful. Have a wonderful Christmas, yes. Hanukkah, or whatever you tend to celebrate. Yes. And a very safe New Year's, please. Mm-hmm. New Year's terrifies me. It's like literally the one day a year I hate to be out on the road. I hate it. I'm just convinced I'm going to get killed by a car accident.
1: Uh, I go out every New Year's. No, I hate going with out with the New kids. New Year's. The I whole family. I hate
0: it. I hate
1: New Year's Eve. I hate it. We go out to eat every year. No, I want to and be then home. Come home. And we used to have a big rager, and even when the kids were small, like we had a really big party every year. And I remember my friend was bringing like a newer boyfriend over, and mm-hmm. she, he was like, and we had kids, like we had two yes. kids, and we had kids young, like no one had kids when we had little kids. And I, I like I, she was like, oh, we're walking up the street. You know, they had a park far away because it wasn't parking in my house, and um. He was like, "Oh, so you know, like, what do they, what do you do? Like, play games or whatever." And she, he's like, "So it's like a quiet thing. Like, they have little kids, so it's got. and Then they like turn the corner and like all they could and hear was toilet the paper noise under off the, the deck. And they're like, "He's like, is that is that where we're going?" And she's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Don't they have like little kids?" And she's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Well, what do they do?" She's like, "They sleep through it. They never wake up." And he's like, "Okay." Like he was shot. We used to, like it was a big party. Yeah. We used to have a blast. But we'd then they got larger. older, uh, and then you couldn't really. I mean, it's harder now because, like, Jack goes out. And all your friends have kids. And my friends have little kids. So they can't, I mean, they can't all get babies.
0: We have everybody over, get drunk, and play cards Against Humanity. And he got me laughing. Yeah, we used to
1: yeah, But I'm inside, in my home. I yeah, we were always anywhere. at my house.
0: Like, I don't want to be out on the roads driving anywhere.
1: We, we go out to eat, and then we'd have everybody and over. And the
0: thought of being at a club or something with 8,000 no, people wanna who out. all want to kiss you at midnight, I'm good.
1: I'm good. That's not the part I might. I just, I don't want to be out like that. I just don't want to be out.
0: I like people coming over. I don't mind people coming over, but I'm no. in my own home. I don't have to worry yeah. about driving and some weirdo wiping me and my family out. Cause yeah, they be drink. careful. Don't drink and so drive. There's Ubers, there's lifts, there's everything. Yes, and um Scissors and Scrubs would love to hear from you in the new year.
1: Mm-hmm. Don't
0: forget to throw those reviews out where they're, they're coming in and I want to thank everybody who is leaving us a review because mm-hmm. they crack me up. Some of them are really funny. Yeah. Um, Look forward to hearing from you in the new year, and maybe in the new year we'll get a live show going or something. Let's see what oh, the new boy. year brings. We're going to celebrate <laughs> our year anniversary in March. Let's see what happens. Happy New Year. Merry, Merry Christmas. Goodness. Happy Holidays. And uh, we'll see you in 2020. Yep.
1: Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.